Welcome to Montana. No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. You're back where? I'm back at home. Look at it. You don't recognize my, uh, my background oh, I was, here? I thought maybe it was a family you know, portrait that just got handed from family to family. Everybody's got the same art on their walls. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, I've heard of weirder stuff in families. Believe me. Oh, have you? Okay. Hey, okay. should I not pry? Everything okay? Oh, why didn't we go? Yeah. Oh, uh, we just, we had a long trip in Minnesota and we had some, the kids were sick. Flight oh. was delayed. There's fires in Montana. We just, we decided it was best to come home. That's called good parenting. Everybody all right? Everyone's good. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, good. Did you have a chance to check out maybe the game of the year last night? I did. I did. I went through it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Padres Reds, for those of you that did not stay up late, too bad because it was awesome. Uh, it was 2 nothing going into the ninth, and the MLB saves leader, Mark Melances, on a slam the door shut. Instead, the Reds erupt for four of their own to take a 4-2 lead into the bottom of the ninth. Then Hosmer, who's been in a major June slump, ends up tying the game. And then Victor Caratini, a two-run shot off of Amir Garrett to win it. In the first night where Petco was open to everybody. So yeah. what was the greatest memory that you'll take away from that one? The thing I took away most is I feel like we need San Diego in the playoffs. Yep. Good you call. Know, like the team is electric. The crowd was electric last night. I think they would be in the playoffs as well. And that ballpark is beautiful. I mean, they have everything going for them. Um, they're just – they're such a fun team to watch, mm -hmm. you know. Like I don't remember the last time I saw energy in a regular season game in June – like we saw last night. And I guess probably that has something to do with everything opening back up. There's a lot of pent up, uh, you know, Absolutely. excitement and energy. But that was awesome to watch. You know, you were talking about Hosmer slumping. He made some really good plays, made people look really good, making some picks over there. And he hits the game tying home run. Like, they just have so many ways to beat you. I don't know. I just the, – the whole the whole thing was great. And all it made me think was we need to have this team in the playoffs. Yeah. And they got to get going because the Giants – the yes. Giants aren't going anywhere. No, they are oh, not. not. <laughs> Ouch. I, think I just got kicked in the shit again. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, for me, it was the impressive – even though the Reds lost, I think they can take a lot away from this um, from this L. When you are going against the Major League Saves leader, and I know that Melanson is a guy that throws 99, but he still has figured a way to get guys out over 10-plus seasons in the show. They basically flipped their lineup against him. And I, I thought that Barnhart's double was huge. Uh, I thought Stevenson giving the pinch hit at bat to tie the game was remarkable. And then to get it back to India at the top, who first pitch, got a hanger first and pitched. ripped it down the line. Um, I, I thought it was great. I, I, I think the Reds have a lot to look forward to here. We talked about it yesterday, though. If they're serious, don't wait. I would put an APB out to the um, Reds management and to the blue jays games you lose in june are just as important as the games you lose in september i'm sorry they are make a move now don't give me this shit i have to overpay for a bullpen piece i don't care go get some done you don't think the reds would be feeling great if they won last night and had a seven game winning streak today blue they would love it i'm gonna talk about them a little later too okay thank you let's move on to jose altuve <clears throat> uh oh we've got to talk astros yes we do I don't know if you've seen what the little man is doing. Four homers in his last eight at-bats, OPS near 900 yet again. Is Altuve all the way back? 
Yes, I think in some regards he's might be better than ever. Like all the traditional stats, he's surpassing, you know, his averages, his career averages, and even in some of the new stats, barrel percentage, hard hit percentage, he, he's going off. You know, he had that slow start in April, and then May and June, in particular June, has been white hot. He's hit for a bunch of power. He's also walked a bunch in June. When you're hitting for power, and I think he's 11 – 11 walks, 14 strikeouts. When you're doing stuff like that, that's when you're absolutely seeing the ball huge. Mm-hmm. So that's he's locked in right now. And it's good to see. I know people always give him so much crap, but we have to remember this guy used that system. I know that he was part of it, so he deserves some, some jeers and whatnot, but the guy used the system less than anyone, and it really seems like he didn't want to use it. I have to always say that about Altuve because I feel like he gets unfairly uh, talked about. In, in that regard. But he's okay. going crazy right now. Yeah. And listen, before that whole thing came went down, he was my favorite player to watch. You know, a lot was, of a, people need to remember a lot of people. Jose was their favorite player before all that went down. Yeah. I mean, he was exactly what you point to when you talk to little kids about dream big. Um, so his OPS is near 900. Last year it was under 630. He was actually had a negative war last year. I had to look it up. I was like, what? Is that a minus sign in front of the war? And sure enough, it was. Uh, he was lost. I think that he took the whole um, ruling by the commissioner against the Astros the hardest. And people will get in the chat and say, well, he wasn't punished. He wasn't. I get it. He wasn't. But he had to emotionally wear it. Uh, he was the face of that franchise. Still is, in my opinion. And I think it wore on him the most. I think that now getting crowds back into the stadiums, particularly in Houston, has helped him and has rekindled that love for the sport. Um, you can say whatever you want about him. You can call him a cheater because guess what? They did cheat. Uh, but everybody's entitled to their own opinion. So if you want to move on, you can. And if you don't want to move on, you don't have to. And it, I need to, you got, we need to make this clear. It was like 2% of the pitches he saw mm-hmm. use the trash can system. So, like, did he do it? Yes. Very little. And there was video of him saying, like, stop. I don't want it. I don't want it. Now, I get he's still part of the problem, but – Again, like, look at the numbers. It's all out there. Right, right. Okay, let's move on. I am wearing a Chicago Cubs hat today because Craig Kimbrell continued his dominant 2021, picked up career save number 367, tying him with Jeff Reardon for 10th most all time. I know people don't like doing a whole Hall of Fame discussion during an active career, but I ask you this. Do you think he will end up in Cooperstown one day? I mean, I think he probably should, but the way that people vote, they're not really kind to relievers at all. Like Billy Wagner is still trying to get into the Hall of Fame. Right. Joe Nathan still trying. I mean, he's. I think Joe's first year on the ballot is this year. I think so. But he's not going to get in first ballot. or No, so, I mean, and these are some of the best relievers to ever do it. And they're having a tough time getting in. So Craig, obviously, is going to be in that camp as well. I think that over time, because of the way relievers are used in the game now, they'll be, in the voters' mind, worth more, they sh- and they should be. So maybe if he continues and kind of has a few more years like this and the voters trying to change their mind, then, yeah, he could end up in the Hall of Fame. Like he, yeah. his, numbers, his numbers certainly are warranted or at least close to warranted. He has to, do, I think, do a little bit more. But um, this is an important position in, in baseball especially nowadays, and he's been one of the best. So, you know, take, so, take that for what it's worth. Uh, you know, I think that he will deserve to be there. 
I don't think he'll get in via the writers, okay? So the guys ahead of him that are eligible, there's the only guys that are in are Mo, Hoffman, Eck, and Lee Smith. And let's remember, Lee Smith was not voted on by the writers to get in. It was a veterans committee or a seniors, whatever the hell they're calling that thing these yeah. days, was the one that put him in. The writers did not put him in, even though what? I think he's got the third most saves in, in baseball history. I think Kimbrell, as long as he stays healthy and now that he's back, I think he'll end up with four, between 430 and 450 saves, somewhere around there. But you are right. They don't look favorably at this. And I think it's because of the guys like Rich Gossage and Raleigh Fingers and Bruce Suter. They don't have the save numbers that even a Craig Kimbrell has, but they went multiple innings. And so people still hold that against the modern-day closer, which I don't think is fair. The game has changed, and I think your thought process has to change with it. Yeah. I mean, that's something that baseball is very slow to do. Thought process, being proactive. Really? We know they don't do that, Chris. And the writers are part of it. Yeah, no shit. Okay, let's move on. Some great series out there this weekend. If you could give a pep talk to either one team or one player this weekend, who would it be and what would you say? I'm going to go to the Reds. Like, I understand last night was a tough loss, but you got – more games against the Padres in that atmosphere. Like you have to continue to to go find, find, dig deep and find that same energy and bring it for the next three days. Capitalize, like have a snowball effect on this winning streak. Like don't let that one loss, that tough freaking loss, stop you. Continue to go because, man, I love when I love when the the divisions are all jumbled up the way the Central is. And these guys talked a lot of shit at the beginning of the year, and then they fell off, and now they're coming back. And I I, I just I like the energy that they bring as well. Like they match the Padres energy, which is very hard to do. And I would hate to see them kind of now fall back down to, you know, the 500 mark or a little bit below because they suffered a really brutal loss like they did last night. So that's my pep talk. Like, hey, short memory, get back out there. Let's do that damn thing again because how fun was that? Uh, that's a good one. I-, I like it. Thank you, coach. Skip, <laughs> whatever we want to call you. Uh, for me, we-, we talked about the Oakland A's. They have baseball's longest winning streak. It is six games. Tonight they are cross-country in New Mm -hmm. York. Yankees just took care of a three-game sweep uh, against the Blue Jays. So I'm giving a shout-out to James Kerpillion. He is the starter tonight for the Oakland A's. A lot going on here. He was a first-round pick of the New York Yankees in 2015. He was one of the pieces of the Sonny Gray deal. Dealt with massive arm injuries. Finally made his debut. I, I believe it was last year. Uh, and now he is a key piece of this rotation moving forward. Don't get too amped up. I know that they're reopening New York tonight, so we're talking about big-time bright lights, just what we saw at Petco Park. That place is going to be a madhouse, so you're going to naturally have that adrenaline where you're facing the team that gave up on you in a trade, you know, and you know playing against your old team, there's always something mm, a little – Get you a little extra hype when you do that, right? It does for sure, for sure. I, I uh, went back to Minnesota, had that feeling, and I had a bad game. So you're right. You need to just calm it down. Do you? Don't get caught up in the moment at all, especially because I'm, I'm assuming from what we saw in San Diego last night, we'll see something similar. Oh yeah, in New York, it's, it's especially because they just had, came off a good series. Like people are feeling good again. That mm-hmm. fan base, boy. They're up and down with that team a lot. So they're riding high right now. So you're right. The atmosphere there is going to be incredible. So, and really the key thing is that you talk about keeping his emotions in check. 
the, the plate has moved on him recently. In his last <clears throat> 14 and two-thirds, he's given up 10 walks. You do that against the Yankee lineup. I know they haven't been scoring runs in bunches, but they seem to have found something the last couple days. You can't give that team some free passes and let Judge click you or, or Gary or any of those guys or Stanton. Just stay within yourself. This is a big show-me-something series for the A's. You know, they have a chance to – if they go into New York and take two out of three, I'll be like – Who are they got to show something to? They're – they're the best. The Yankees. This is a show me series for the Yankees. Okay, you swept Blue Jays. Cool. Here come the here come the A's. Well, I think it's more of a show me series for the Yankees than it is for the A's. Except that the A's have the Astros right on their, you know. <laughs> yeah, but they're in first place. The Yankees. Yeah, the, but what the Yankees are in third what, place. Two games. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Uh, Hunter Green of the Cincinnati Reds. He's their, I believe, their number one prospect. Uh, just got promoted to AAA, made his first start there. Touched 104 on the gun is what we're hearing. Are you buying that? I am. I mean, I've seen this guy throw. He's 6'5", 230. Like, he, what he brings is velocity. Now, 104 is very hard. I know it's tough to believe because we don't see it very often. But if there's anybody that I'd be like, yep, that's legit, it's a guy like Hunter Green. But hold on. Have you ever seen 104? Have you ever stepped in against 104? I faced Chapman. I don't know if it was 104. I faced him when he was with the Reds, and he was oh, going. Oh, so you might have got it. Back. I might have got it. I got to go look back and look at my bats. But yeah, you know, Velo is gaining because people are training for Velo. We, I actually had a really awesome discussion with a bunch of ball players, and uh, one of the things we talked about was, you know, the way they measure velocity is probably different than the way they measure velocity ten years ago. You know, where they pick up the ball that matters. If it's straight up the hand which I think it is now, it's going to be, you know, a mile an hour, maybe a mile and a half hour faster than if they pick it up five feet off the hand. So people need to remember that, that sometimes those guns aren't exactly perfect and a lot of different places may juice them. The 104, I'll say this, I don't know if it's legit, but if there's one guy, like I said, Hunter Green could throw, he could throw the shit out of the ball, Chris. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think he faced Omaha last night and they were quick to reply on social media as everybody was talking about 104. Like, yeah, did anybody – uh, check the exit velocity on the four homers we hit. <laughs> so that That's was, the thing is they were reporting those strikeouts. They didn't report about those homers. Yeah, I think he, I think he got clicked four times. All right, uh, Father's Day weekend. What do you have on the agenda, my friend? It all opened up. We're supposed to be in Montana, so I'll probably just be hanging, you know. Probably just be hanging, enjoying uh, the warm weather, using the pool, maybe mm -hmm. doing some barbecue and just some dad stuff. But I'm running back out there right now to do – Talking baseball series recap. I've missed two in a row, so I'm excited to be back. What about yeah, you? No, I'm sure that um, believe me, the fans will be excited to have Ploof. They want they need something good to look at. God knows That's the right. rest of us can't fill that. Um, yeah. So once again, Archie Bradley still out there to consume for the Rose rotation. Uh, Monday we got an episode with Stephen Brault and uh, Todd Frazier coming out, working on a few things. Booked a few interesting guests that I don't quite want to let out of the bag just okay. yet, but. Uh, should be some good stuff and just going to enjoy some some time with the family before the oldest son heads back to san diego and then i get to cry when he leaves the house i love that and yeah. yes our our uh, vip event in denver is yeah. sold out is sold out it's all out quick uh yes very quickly people but, want to hang with us that much but here's here's the good news if you didn't if you got shut out of the vip experience it's okay we're going to be at that bar all night all night all-star game so once the game starts it's open to the public, so you can just come out, you know. You're going to be okay staying up all night? 
Oh, yeah. No, I'll take a nap midday. <laughs> yeah, like a nap. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So don't worry about it. Now, no, of course, no, no. it's at Improper City Bar in Denver, Colorado. So you can come join us. Even if you can't be a part of the VIP experience, just be part of the John Boy experience. Because once again, we want to be your number one destination for the baseball fan out there. We're going to be creating great content. All right, listen, dude. Happy early Father's Day. Go do your thing. Good to see you back on the West Coast. Thank you. You too, man. Have a good one. And uh, happy Father's Day to you as well. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Later, guys. Everybody out there, have a good baseball weekend. We'll see you Monday.